Wakanda forever. Welcome to Millennial Love. What's up, y'all? This is Cardi. This is Mish. And this is Justin. And welcome to Millennial Love. This is episode 54 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. (laughs) Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Millennial Love. That's L-O-V-3. And if you want to tweet us, make sure you hashtag ML3, so we can see all y'all tweets and respond. Also, send us $5 via Cash App. What's the Cash App code? What's the Cash App code? Money sign. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Really? Our dollar sign. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like money. I love to say dollar sign. (laughs) I like money sign. Money sign, (laughs) Millie, L-O-V-3. Send us $5 or $50 or $20. Seventeen dollars. You can send us a dollar. Counts. All coins count. All coins. All coins count. matter. Hashtag all coins <laughs> matter. Anything it, excited happen this week, y'all? Uh, well, we had our neutral Sundays brunch yesterday. We did, did, and it was. I mean, first of all, it was a movie. It was definitely a movie. Y'all showed out. Showed up and showed out. We appreciate everybody who came out, showed face, congratulated us. Shout out to Curly Girl 214 for yes. setting that thing off when nothing your butt came on. That baby was so lit. lit. I can't even <laughs> The video is on our Instagram. Go check it out. We have several videos. We also went live. The live might be gone, but right. shout out to T-Hope. He always comes through. That's my nigga. Stay first to that. With that, to death. with that hat on. Love the hat. Yeah. Shout, Shout out. out to DJ Rose Red. Yes, for, Shout her She was out. definitely on the ones and twos. She was so good that level the club, they actually want her to spend a little longer. Wait, so they should like let her come on Sundays. Like, for I mean, real. she, it was a vibe. It like, was literally a vibe. And, like, she, and she turned, had it look, going. And she turned that thing up whenever like people started really, really coming. Yeah. Right. So. Which was dope. <laughs> So shout out to her. And because of it, Shell and I, we are under the weather. Yeah. So if we cough, please forgive us. I was fully out of there. Shout out to <laughs> High Life Dallas, the yes! promoters, shout for coming out. through um, and letting us celebrate there. It was a nice venue. So, And we may be back sooner than you think, guys. That was Absolutely. fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just don't like getting sick afterwards. So somebody got me sick at that fucking brunch. <laughs> oh, also shout out to Murky D, Mercedes. She always comes through. What's up, Mercedes? We had, we, I mean, everyone came through. Yeah, literally. Her, so no, we really Definitely thank y'all. y'all. Yes, yes, yes. So, but I don't anyway. know. Like, I don't know if it was our party that had people going crazy. But did y'all see this video surfing the internet with Black China? <laughs> Giving some boring head. First of all, I didn't want to bring that hoe up, but because it's so fresh, I guess we may as well talk about it. I have not seen the video because I just, I mean. Don't waste your time. Like, at all. I mean. I mean, it was nothing. Listen, that baby, first of all, she was like, but the 
he had literally half of the tip in. And she was telling him to put the whole thing in. And she literally was still only sucking the tip. It was dead. Uh, it was dead. Uh, mm. I mean... <laughs> She's also shaped like an ant. I mean, so that's, I mean, that's part that's of part. it. Yeah. I guess Cara, I mean, let's rate her five out of ten. I mean, sorry, one out of ten. Ten being great, one being the worst. I'm going to give her a two. And the only reason why I'm giving her why? a two. Well, you, you, you want her to be higher or lower? Lower. Oh, really? You want to yeah. give her one? The only reason why I'm giving her a two is because she did, you know, put the hand on it and moved it up and down, which is a technique that should be used. Uh, if you're doing something with that hand. She was doing something with the hand. Okay, maybe no, I didn't see it. I need to watch it again then. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> maybe she just feels like I already made it. I don't got to suck no more. <laughs> that is- so she feel like, I mean, you know, I might put my mouth on it, but I'm not really gone because I done made it. I have Robert point. Kardashian Jr.'s baby. It's a good. That's a good. And she probably just didn't want to give the head to the dude. Right. You're right. Okay. Thanks for that interesting point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm gonna get that whole one. You are a whole. Well, you. Okay. I'm just gonna give her a one. All right. <laughs> you are a. I'm just gonna give. So, any of y'all are y'all Big Brothers fans or no? I've actually only watched like one episode. Okay, first of all, I'm a super fan of Big Brother. You I always talk about it. I absolutely love Big Brother. Like, the what prim- is it about? Because I've so never the premise watched. of the show is basically you spend like 90 days. I, I don't know if it's 90 days or longer in a house. Um, there's two Big Brother. There's Celebrity Big Brother and there's Regular Big Brother. Mm-hmm. What's going on right now is Celebrity Big Brother. Okay, and basically. Um, the last man standing. So your social skills have to be on point and they also do like physical competitions. So mm-hmm. um, you have to make sure you win the competitions. Well, not necessarily make sure because that can ruin your game. If you're too competitive, mm-hmm. then people look at you as a threat or if your social game is completely off, if you're not like engaging with people, they'll be like, okay, what's wrong with me? You know, let's right. go her ass off because I don't trust her. Right. But the show yeah. is really, really good. Like it's off the chain and this season is um, America's first season. Mind you, Big Brother is like a worldwide show. So okay. there's Big Brother Australia, Big Brother Africa. I mean, not Africa, but I'm sure a country in Africa. Yeah. Um, all over. So this season uh, this season is the first season of Celebrity Big Brother America. And Keisha Knight Pulliam is on there. Oh, no. Um, Omarosa is on there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Ron Artest is on there. Ron Artest? Yes. What? Um, what is Ross? Meta, Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. World Change. Exactly. World Change. World Change. <laughs> um, and a few other celebrities. But this season is interesting because Omarosa is on there. And you know Omarosa just left the White House, right? She's good to me. So gosh. I really feel like she's on this, like, I'm sorry campaign. Like, she's throwing, like, subliminal messages because she know America is watching and she's trying to like yeah. bring people back um but the thing that really got me was that she's basically saying like nigga we in trouble like that white house is looking to kill steal and destroy oh, from our black asses gosh. and it's just like the devil right? i need y'all to watch it because it's a good game one and two i think omarosa is just like spilling the tea or she's mm-hmm. setting herself up to uh sell her book because okay. I feel like what she's talking about, she's making people really, I want to yeah, know what's going on. Yeah. And one of the guys that's there, his name is Ross. And like he asked her all the questions. I think he's over, I don't know if it's E! Entertainment, but one of those LA shows that uh-huh. focus on celebrity news and stuff like that. Right. Um, but that is fucking interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I 
may check it out. I'm in between shows right now. Like, The Walking Dead ain't on no more. Game of Thrones ain't coming back till 2020. You will be entertained. Y'all need to check out The Shy. <laughs> I heard about that. I it's haven't heard show. about it. It's about Chicago. It's good. Oh, what, but, what else is it about? <laughs> Crime. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, so if any of our listeners watch Big Brother, please tweet me with your thoughts. And I want y'all to really watch it because Omarosa is just spilling. I'm going to have to watch. I really will watch it. Is it on Hulu? Uh, It's on Fire Stick. Okay, right. I will be on there. Yeah, and okay. you can catch up. Like, it's easy. It's an easy watch. And you'll get, like, you'll be interested quick, really 30 quick. Minutes. Matter of fact, Metal Royal Peace, surprisingly, this is a fucking world champion. He is, like, I don't know if he's playing this role but he's playing like a dumb jock role like well he, is he named himself metal world peace so that's a, okay that's, i want to say i want to <laughs> i want to say that he's fooling america but oh, okay. when you watch the show you'll be like is this nigga an idiot like he's really like acting completely dumb like he's a kid like never really fully engaging in a full conversation which is really good because he's staying under the radar. So everyone who's oh. like physically fit, everyone who has a really good social game, like they're a target. So he's like just coasting right now. Mm. So it's just kind of interesting. He's playing it. He yeah, might I think be. he's playing it. Yeah, he I really think be. he's playing it. He might be. But anyways, Mish. Well, <clears throat> I don't even know how to segue from that, but um, <laughs> that seems like that's one of your coping skills, Justin. You like that show, so that's how it. I'm gonna segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, give this quick self uh, care tip. It is about unplugging. Every now and then, our brains need a rest from the outside online world. It's great to share with others. However, learn to recognize when you need to take a minute for yourself and unplug from the internet versions of people because they be out there faking. Right. Um. It's fugazi. It's fugazi. <laughs> Make sure to periodically take time to enjoy the beautiful moments in your day away from social networks. Remember, always protect your energy and space and your mental health matters. Listen, I think I'm, I need to unplug. Is it that It's time? getting there. Yeah, I think it's getting there. So I can come back with a six pack and arms <laughs> and ass. And I'm going to be posting oh, all day, nigga. All, right. all day with my shirt off. You know what? I came back from Unplug and I don't even really be posting nothing. Like, I, I don't have no desire anymore. I think Instagram, my Instagram hype is dying out. And yeah. like my Twitter hype is increasing. Twitter is where it's at. Shout out I'm to trying Twitter. To tell people. Shout infamous, out infamous to Twitter. Twitter. I was going to challenge both of you. The next time you go to an event or something big, do not pull out your phone at all. Mm. Don't record anything. Don't post about it. Nothing. Go and literally be in the moment. I'm telling you. The next you, thing I'm will... going to is the Badu concert. So oh, I'm going to. Yeah. So I'm not bringing. I'm not pulling my phone out. Like literally, I'm going to be in, in the, moment. the moment. Well, yeah. she can make you put your phone down, so that won't be hard. Correct. You I mean, <laughs> it's just that what it is. What it is. was a good segue, although it's not segging way into anything. Right, right, right. It's a good plug. It was. It was. All right. So this is episode two of Millennial Love season two, mm -hmm. and I think right now is just a great time. It's a great time to be alive for blacks, especially what the latest movie that is out in the movie theater. Everyone has gone see it. It has really. Really, really, really made some great numbers in terms of like comics, oh, comic true. movies, and it's they only real. I've only seen really two blacks in that movie. I, if if I can remember, two whites, two whites. Sorry, mm -hmm. two whites in that movie, which was 
like major for comic movies is always centered around you know it's even it's just really centered around whiteness and stuff like that even though the movies are great but i wanted to ask y'all because i'm pretty sure y'all all have seen black panther and if you haven't seen it listeners please go see it this week we have to support um our black directors and we just have Absolutely. to do it so definitely go and see it spoiler alert by the way oh yes <laughs> and we will put that up in the in the comment yeah. or whatever because it is description a yeah oh damn that is kind of early right <laughs> they'll be Good all job. right i mean they should be seeing it by the time yeah. this comes out yeah so yeah. From here on out, we will be talking about Black Panther, so you can go ahead on and like just go ahead on and end that damn podcast. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask y'all before we begin into the show, like, who was your favorite character in the movie Black Panther? You want to? Mine that? was Lupita Nyong'o's Why? character, Nakia. Nakia. <laughs> Nakia. The whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, I really want to say that name like that. I really like it. <laughs> Yeah, so Nakia was my favorite because she was such an advocate for the people. Right. Like her whole she, she really knew what was. her life's passion was. And um this is such a spoilers, people. So to Chala, right? That's the mm-hmm. name. And her obviously used to date and he wanted her to stay in Wakanda with him. And she was like, nah, bruh. I'm not like, doing I it. I have I have a whole nother Purpose, purpose for my life for my life yep. and it's not to stay here with you because you're gonna be the king how dope is which, that which is right? has so much in that nugget right there so right there. not only is she like black and fine and just like basically like nah nigga right. I got my own thing but then she's also a social advocate which is another thing because I think that a lot of people feel like black people don't do that enough mm-hmm. it's just so it, many nuggets in not this only life. that it was like it's not even up for discussion. Like, right. it's he, like no. he mentioned that one part, and she said what she said, and that, and that was, was it. it. <laughs> right. It was like I'm not even on to even, which is dope. I think it's pretty dope. You know, the part that I, I thought was really funny though was that when he first was about to go see her, you know, that little rescue mission that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, old girl was like, "Don't freeze up," and he was like, "I never freeze." And in the moment he saw her. He froze up. Like, they was all about to get killed. Like, she was that enticing for him that he freezes up. And then, you know, she also told him, I'm not staying here for you, bro. But what I loved at the end of the movie about her was that when she thought he was dead, she was there to save his mother, his sister, and, like, go back and fight for her people. Like, she, to me, she was just a fighter. And Mm -hmm. she was strong within her own right, as tiny as she is. Mm -hmm. She was so strong as a person and I just loved every minute of it. She no, was amazing. Was, that was yeah. everything. That I mean, it's everything. so many it's so many people that we can add to this list, but for the interest of time, we have yeah. to only pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine was Danae Guerrero and I, I'm probably butchering her name, but girl, it's Michonne from The Walking Dead. Okay. <laughs> um, I just loved her character, one, because she was pretty much the leader of the all-black female army which mm. was yeah i mean that just any scene that they were in i was like yes yes Listen, yes when they put those four spears around that dude head yeah oh yeah i thought done. he was out like it i thought he was out. out it literally i was like i was like laying back because i was at ipic <laughs> sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry it's okay okay cool <laughs> i was laying back whenever they did that I like literally rose up. I was like, what the fuck is about to go on? I was like, let's get it. Because they had it. They had it. I love Marvel and DC movies, by the way. So that's just, this is just everything to me. I'm not even a huge DC and Marvel fan. Like I've seen the movies, like, you know, the Spider-Mans and stuff like that. But this, 
I mean, just like when I voted for Obama, I went because I was black. I'm going to just be honest. I voted for Obama because I was black, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, so her character, I think her leadership role was different than Lupita's character because she led an army of women, but she also was loyal as crap to her country, which is an important aspect that we'll get into later. But that, that to me is huge because I think that as black people, we are so quick sometimes to just be like, man, if black people, I'm not fooling with black businesses because of blah, blah, blah. And we're not as loyal as I feel like we should be right. to the culture. And so she, that to me was uh, symbolized that sort of loyalty to our people. Um, but she, and then she had that darn stick and she was just hitting folks no, with it like Michelle was It was amazing. Was I just, yeah. I mean, how you kill somebody with a stick? I just, I, it was just everything. She was Another, everything. And you know, like her boo, you know, yeah. it was a part in there where like she went he, against her boo. And, right. he, and she was like, nigga, stand down. And he did. Like, <laughs> he did. He was like, all right. Like, okay, okay. And, and freaking like he surrendered. Another part that stood out to me with her is that, because in a lot of like, you know, I don't want to say like comic movies, but like any movie that is related, centered around like an army, it's always a man who's in charge. And if the army is about to go down, like, I don't know, it's the, I don't know if it's the general or I don't know, yeah, the captain or the whomever, gen- yeah. the general, <laughs> like they pretty much go down with their own army. And it was so good to see her like basically say like, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for, I made an oath to Wakanda and I'm about mm-hmm. to stay here and fucking fight, you know? Yep. And I don't know. That was just so amazing to me. So I absolutely love that. I loved it. Who was yours? Part, oh, so my uh, favorite on the show was uh, Letitia Wright and she was the sister to the king. Her name was Shuri. Or I'm, I'm probably messing this up. I don't know if it's Shuri or Shuri. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was so amazing. I think she just reminded me of my sister. Like mm-hmm. I talk about my sister all the time. Like she's intelligent. Like she's socially there. Like she's not completely awkward like how I am, but she was just a fucking badass. And she just reminded me of like a black woman today. Like bitch, let me handle this situation. The white man was almost about to die. She literally fixed him up. She was a geek. She, she was, was a nerd. While she, she was was while she was fighting while she was helping him. Yeah. Like she was yeah. a, like she added comedic elements. Like y'all need to relax. Let's just do this. Like right. you know. Yeah. And she was dumb smart. That's what I like. Stupid about smart. It. The STEM part of that of the show too, which was huge. I think for Black culture because there's a lot. We, af- yeah, we came up with like. 90% of, of everything. Of everything. Right. So that's just, a, for, for me, sure. that was huge. And there's so. a lot of, there's a lot of African-American women in STEM, like alone, that yeah. we don't really, you re- we really don't see acknowledgement or we really don't realize who they are outside of that girl with the NASA movie. I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot her name. Um, But yeah, so she was a fucking badass and I loved it. She, I mean, she brought the comedic elements. I hope that I'm pretty sure that she's going to be in the second show because you know after the credits, right? They had an, an extra piece, right? Yes. Everybody so, was leaving, and I was like, "Nah." nah. Oh, I say for both of the after credits. Yeah, yeah both I was after listening credits. to the uh, the song. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick with SZA yeah. and Kendrick so, Lamar, yeah. that's a dope song too. With Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Sorry, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Yeah, but I liked um, her role with her brother. Like, yes. it just reminded me, like you said, it reminded me of your little sister. Yeah. It just reminded me of like my big brother. Like, that's yeah, big brother, little sister is yeah. a thing, and it's like real. And it just was like, yeah, that's how me and my big brother are. Like, we play around, but we can be really, really serious. And, and together, you guys strengthen each other. Exactly. Like, it's dope. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. Definitely so. go see Black Panther. I mean, it's a must see. 
It's a must-see. Must it's a must-see. Must not only if you're black, but it, it not. It is, I think, so huge for black people because it is about, and we'll get into the themes and all of that. But I'm sorry. It, what I forgot, I thought of another part, but I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I was just going to say it's huge for black people because it's, uh, it's ninety percent black actors and actresses. It um, puts blackness and black culture and African and African American culture kind of on a pedestal. But we'll talk about that too. Um, and it just really like signifies the importance and the brilliance of blackness. So, and if you're not black, I think it is an excellent movie to kind of understand those themes and also just get, you know, get your life like we did. Um, yeah, it was great. I actually yeah. said there was a white guy sitting next to me in the movie theater. I think he was laughing way harder than I was. Like he was just like really, really into it. And I was like, this is nice. Yeah. He's really enjoying himself. I Come think on, it's, I think they're going to have like more than black people <laughs> see it because it is a comic book. You have a lot of guys or a lot of people who are really into comics. Yeah. And it's just really good to see like the storyline with these comics and stuff like that. So, I mean, with these um, characters in the comics. So. Definitely go see Black Panther. Absolutely. So if you haven't guessed it, today we're talking about Wakanda. Because <laughs> we going. And uh, if you didn't know, Wakanda is the uh, fictional African nation talked about um, in Black Panther. And it's where Black Panther is from. And it's he's the king of Wakanda. So we all have seen it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is going to be a broad question, but I guess we can piece some of this stuff together. What themes and underlying messages did you guys see in the film? So we're just going to highlight them. We won't talk about it, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can, yeah, we can talk about some of them, but okay. yeah, just what did you see? Um, uh, Af- a- actual Africans, people who were, I guess, born in Africa, com- uh, in comparison to African-Americans, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, Men versus women. Mm-hmm. Black uh, men versus black women. Yeah, black women. men versus black women. Mm-hmm. It's a black movie, so I'm assuming that, you know. No, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I was just was, I was thinking out loud. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I think black men versus, but not even verse, but just like yeah. black females, black males in like these strong, powerful positions and not feeling inferior or... Mm. Love you know, that. whatever to yeah. the other person because they're of a different sex. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also addressed like how um, even with uh, Michael B. Jordan's part, how like uh, and how we keep secrets in our family. Like because Ooh, I mean, that's a good point. That was yeah. just pretty much the whole like it was he was angry because they left him alone in america and not only did they kill his dad but they left him they and left them. them childhood demons how they exactly really childhood demons you. how it really affects you Ooh, and, and you oh that's such a good point Sorry, and even though that. the guy who almost got killed in the past michael b jordan ended up killing him in the future so it's just like you know it's just always good to like i know sometimes the truth is hard to lead with but it saves you in the future you know that is so. such a good one justin what else guys because mm-hmm. there's so many yeah, I mean, I have a lot to that are on my list. I just wanted to see what else you guys had come up with. Um, that was a good one. Mm, I I mean, that aspect of family, but then the other part of the family, I think that, um, you know, like Angela Bassett's character, her being the mom and them still, you know, respecting her and her role, even though she was, well, I guess she was still the queen. Queen mother, though, but yeah, yeah. Queen mother. Yeah. So, you know, just respecting her in that role and just, 
just the community. It looked as though um, in that first scene where he was, um, I guess, being the ritual of him becoming king, where all the the different Mm-hmm. tribes were saying you know like we will not challenge today we will not challenge like they were all on the same page so you got to the one buddy that you know felt like he needed to do something and then when he lost he was like all right you have it i actually but, like one of the one of the scenes that he was in believe it or not he is yeah me real. too yeah. i did well, i'm pretty real, sure we're gonna talk about that real fine the challenger he real fine. He really? big. I think his name is Winston Duke. Black. His name is Winston Duke. Yeah. I love a big black. Oh, he fine. Yeah, you do. You do. Oh, he fine. He got he has traditional nigga features. He fine. Yeah, and that, that's fine. another thing is like the the color in the movie. Good job. Like it was so black. Mm-hmm. And they had so many black features and they were just like black haired, natural, you know, like it was just Black, mm-hmm. blackity, bliggity, black, like Real black, everything, and so it was just like those things were things that stood out to me initially. I think another underlining message before you begin, no, no, Cara, go ahead. Go ahead. another underlining message was like I felt like Wakanda represented um, the black that feel that they don't need to go out and help other people, mm. and I think that's what Lapita's. She was fighting for like, hey, we can't. There's, a, I don't know if it was Lapita or if it was Michael B. Jordan, which I need to figure out his name. Um, but he was just basically saying like, there's a ton of people that need our help, you know, out in the world, and like, what can we do for them, you know? So right. I, I looked at it that way, like the black who feel the need to not help other blacks, and I also looked at it as like, um, African Americans versus actual, you know, Africans, you know, and how the disconnect is, you know. Um, But overall, I just felt really good to see that representation. I think when I looked at all the different tribes, I look at all the different countries in Africa. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the stylist did such a great job, which I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that later. They were also speaking. This is a side note. They were speaking an actual African language. Really? I can't because I can't actually do the the sound, but it's called. Closa or Cosa, but there's a I don't, I'm not saying it how they say it because it's like right. a yeah like that. But that's an actual language that South Africans speak. I actually mm. met people from South Africa when I lived in Thailand who spoke that language, and so wow. they did that for authenticity, which I thought was a nice touch. So first question: How does the film or how did the film help you with your own blackness? Mm. And help can be construed as like, did it uplift it? Did it, you know, whatever. How did it assist with your own blackness? Uh, I guess for me, it just helped me to connect with um, my African brothers a little bit more. Okay. If that made sense. So, um, yeah. I agree with that. I felt like I was a part of, you know, so much of our history has been erased with whiteness. And for us to like visually see a movie like that. And the thing about it is this was a movie that was centered around um, like one superheroes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I literally saw a video on uh, Facebook and these little these little black boys was like, oh, I'm him, I'm him, I'm him. Mm-hmm. When you really read in comics, you don't really relate to anyone outside right. of, you know, if whatever. So it was really good for me to 
I actually see that. And then not only that, it's just an all-black cast. So for them to have an all-black superhero movie, I, I don't think y'all understand how like major this yeah. was. Um, but not only that, I think what it did for me overall, I felt like connected. Like early in, well, 2017, I found out that I, most of my um, DNA was from Ghana. And just, I've been like really doing a lot of research on Ghana. And just to see that representation along there, I just felt connected. I felt like, you know, we wear kentes or we wear African print all the time, but we may not really understand like how beautiful the garments are, how like, you know, everything really comes together. And just seeing that movie as a whole, it just made me feel empowered and it made me feel really connected to my brothers that live in Africa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I did gain an, a better appreciation for African culture altogether. Mm -hmm. But I would say like, with my blackness, um, that's probably where it helped me. But really, as a woman, mm -hmm. I felt empowered in that movie. Just because, I mean, they had really strong women in the in that movie from every role. Like, mm -hmm. Peter's role. role, yes. Yeah, the, you know, the mm -hmm. woman you were talking about was your favorite character, the sister, Angela Bassett. Even the women that were in um, the area where they were, I guess, doing the harvest or yeah. whatever. Like they, I mean, they, they were all strong and, and it felt good because it was like the brothers still loved them. And the thing about it is African men love their women. Mm. So it was just like their women are strong and they still love them. And versus, you know, some of our black brothers just feel like when a black woman is strong, it's like, Ah, she too this and she too, you know? And it was yeah. just like, dang, they love them so much. Like, Correct. even when you were talking about where she told him to stand down. And he got down off that doggone rhinoceros. Right! <laughs> off that rhinoceros. <laughs> and got down on his yeah. knees and surrendered. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it, was just, it just felt good to see women on screen that powerful and not taking away from the man. And they were respected also. Exactly. There were no arguments. Exactly. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're going to do this. All right, cool. Like, I, there was... That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. I... Oh, I was going to say, my my biggest point that I brought, outside of being a black woman, because I think that's what... It really contributed to me feeling more empowered as a black woman. I think another part where it helped me with my blackness is just, like, learning to be more loyal to black culture, to black businesses, to supporting black people generally. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what that was about. Like everybody had a part, everybody had a job in, in Wakanda. And so, and everybody did their job to help the entirety of the country. Like that, that was their goal. And I feel like that kind of stuck out to me because I could do a better job with, um, making sure that I'm patronizing black businesses and actually really, really uplifting and supporting black people as a whole instead of kind of being like, well, I kind of made it, so I'm going to just like take a step back, um, pulling people up with right. me type of thing. So that was a huge part for me. But the black woman thing was number one. Like yeah. It was like I am so proud to be a black woman. I just feel so powerful. It's crazy. So... How, uh, going back to Justin's point about Africans and African-Americans, like, did you feel, do you feel like there is beef between Africans and African-Americans? And if so, like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that whole dichotomy of cultures? How does, how does that make you feel? I just feel like Africans think that 
black people are silly. And not not that it's like they don't like us. I think that they think we do silly stuff. Okay. Like the the violence that we have or like not completely applying ourselves in schools or not um you know, living up to our full potential. I think that they think we do silly things. And so there's like a disconnect mm -hmm. because of that. And it's it's not that they don't want to see us be better, but that's the issue. They want to see us be better. Yeah. And um, I was on Instagram. There's a guy that um, I went to college with. And he is African. His dad is African from Nigeria. His mom is just black, right? Mm. So he made a post and he was like, all y'all up here talking about Wakanda forever. If you ever made a joke in school talking about African booty scratches, take all that kente cloth off. Like he was, he was making a joke, but it was real because I remember being younger and pe hearing people say African, African booty, booty scratches. Scratcher. Where does that even come from? Uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, Does okay. it really? Yeah. Okay. You remember when he was young, the guy was like, you African booty scratcher. And it was in the class. Yes, oh, okay. Mystic. Well, and, but that was real. Like, people mm -hmm. used to say that stuff. And it's like, if you think about mm -hmm. it, there are a lot of African people in America that are doing great things. You know, they are our doctors. You know, you look at the doctors, it's mainly people that we can't pronounce. Um, they are... Um, our engineers, mm -hmm. they are our architects. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like they are our nurses, and they just want us to do the same thing. See, I've just seen, and I, I, I can admit that I might be ignorant in making the statements that I'm about to make. So <laughs> bear with me, <laughs> everybody. But um, from my perspective, it seems as if they're not trying. Like African people from Africa don't necessarily try to understand where the African-American black comes from. Like as far as the reasons behind why we are the way that we are statistically, I think that they think we're silly and it's just like, that's it. Like there's no middle ground and it's almost as if it's like, well, we can't change it. So we just go and separate ourselves from it. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what it's been like. Um, and, and with, you know, there's uproar I've heard from um, people because we have started, you know, the dashikis have become popular. The African prints have become more popular. And so that is is kind of to them disrespectful because there are and, and I don't know much about it. So I'm I may sound ignorant by saying this, too, but I, they are supposed to be worn at certain times mm -hmm. like they're for celebrations and stuff like that. So, like, we're just wearing it on T-shirts and it's not supposed to be for that. So I think I think that there needs to be some sort of compromise because right now there isn't. It's literally just like they're they're basically done with us and we're kind of done with them because we're like, who do y'all think y'all are type of thing? I don't know. Like, you know, Lance, which is a like a huge listener to the show, he helps us out with our pictures like he's from Nigeria. I think there's just a disconnect like when and it's only been what about five years that I've known him and just really looking into like how like his family operate compares to my family. Mm -hmm. It is completely different. And when, you know, there are certain elements where both families are broken, but for the most part, like what I saw in the movie is a true representation of how like 
that collectiveness is very important mm-hmm. for their culture. I mean, you know, for them. In comparison to us, is you know, obviously we're broken. I mean, we've been whitewashed, you know, you know, just with the idea of like them, you know, America tearing down the black man. The family is just not like how it is, you know? Yeah. Um, what I can say is, um, I think it's just more so of a disconnect. I do feel that um I would probably would have to disagree with you, Car, in terms of like how they don't try. I feel like they do try. They just try in their own way. I think they try in a way of like they take away from the the way they do things, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, what do you mean by that? So how can I put this? Um I think it's just I don't know. I can't really let me let me just take that back. I just think it's just it's a little bit different. Okay. Like they their family and like the mom and dad within the African families, like it's only so much you can do, like in terms of like the kid, like what okay. do you want to do for your career? Mm-hmm. Compared to us, it's different. Like we're a little our our family, our our parents allow us to, I guess, venture life a little bit freely in comparison to them. Okay. So I just think it's different. So some okay. of our issues is like. It's not going to be their issues because they're like their family are very strict and stern, you know. So I think they may see us as silly or they also may see us as weak. Like you're complaining about shit that you should not be complaining about. Yeah. And it's not because we are privileged and they are not. It's just like the family cuts through the bullshit where our family put up with the bullshit, if that makes sense. Sometimes in certain areas. Right. Okay. So there's an obvious disconnect. Um, But. So <clears throat> I see both points and I guess I just want to add in that and I told y'all earlier that this was my favorite quote from the movie and I think this applies here on both ends for Africans and black, black people. Yeah. Um the quote in the movie was the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. So on either end yeah there needs to be a bridge to because at the end of the day yeah, we were born here in America and whatever, but we came from Africa. So mm-hmm. we're the same people at the end of the mm-hmm. day. We just don't have that culture anymore. Right. Um. So there needs to be a bridge built on both ends so that we can collectively be a a, a people of power. Because yeah. we have it. We have the talent. We have the ability to, but we're just operating on two ends. Right. I, I don't know. I just, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that collectiveness that I experience with them, it's like on a whole nother level. It you is. know, like with us, we look at networking as like, okay, I'm gonna get you where you need to go. But then like, once I help you, like, there's nothing, there's no need for us to even like communicate even more. Mm-hmm. With them, it's just like a constant building, like constant building for us it's just like okay well i got you where you need to go okay cool you should be straight right it's just i don't know it just seems a little bit different but um i think overall i think there's definitely a you know it's a divide i don't want to say it's beef um i think it's just like um you know we don't we may not understand you know the things that they do it's just two different perspectives i guess of life but i feel like if we come together dumb with it so strong dumb absolutely dumb stupid like it would be crazy so kind of segueing from that, there there's also a theme in the movie that's like the crabs in a bucket mentality or kind of the love over war mentality. Um, basically, whenever um, Lupita's, not Lupita's character, excuse me, when um, Michonne's character, 
was was basically trying to get them to stop fighting amongst themselves with her and her boo. And he was a part of Wakanda and they were fighting the Wakandan. Like it was the Wakandan tribes fighting each other. She was, you know, a huge part of stopping that. And I think that to me was symbolistic of uh, or was symbolizing the crabs in a bucket mentality. We fight amongst ourselves so much that we can't we can't group together to then be stronger than other, you know, I won't say other races, but other cultures. And so how do you feel like that that whole crabs in a bucket mentality plays out from the movie in modern society? And how do we combat this mentality? Um, I didn't really see that in the movie. So I'm just going to talk about how we can combat that just in terms of um, not fighting against your black brother. Um, I think it, it, I think it just has everything to do with maturity. Like, you putting down someone else is not going to make you as far as you think it will make you, right? Yeah, you may receive a title, but I mean, that's really nothing. I think maturity comes along with that. Um, I I don't know. I don't think that it'll ever go away. I don't think that it'll ever be resolved. Um, I just feel that people have to self-reflect within, within themselves and ask themselves, why am I hating or why am I not allowing myself to help someone else or another african-american um and really just dig deep and but i didn't really see that in the movie i don't know why like i just didn't really and i was you know maybe it happened to i don't know i just didn't really see that so um yeah i think that their focus was completely different than what our focus is in this society like they weren't focused on their riches they had a lot. I mean, they oh my gosh, they were so a powerful. rich country. And, and the rest of the world thought that <clears throat> they were a third world country, you know? But that wasn't their focus. Their focus was family and stability and being together and, you know, <clears throat> being loyal to the land. Mm -hmm. So I think that that obviously would play a part with the crabs in the bucket mentality that we have. People are wanting to pull others down or not pull others up because it's like the focus is what do I have? Like the focus is okay. what can I get? What more mm -hmm. can I have than okay. what I do now? Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't think that that was their focus. So yeah, I think the way to combat that is for us to like really focus on being a better people mm -hmm. and not just having better things. I like that. I think a, a, a good part of it, too, was that they were living in a country amongst themselves, right? So, like, mm. I think a part of our issue as Black Americans is that we're living, we're the minority, right? Like, we're the minority in a sea of people who theoretically don't like us, who, mm. who have pent us against ourselves. And so I think we're battling... Um, and this was a part of slavery, too, where they would just pit black men against each other and tear families apart because um, so that that's to me, I think if we were in our own land, like if we, you know, were in Africa or in a place where it was we were surrounded by blackness, I think our mentality would change. I think it's just because we're angry and we don't know who to really send that anger toward. And so we kind of tear ourselves apart from the inside out. Mm. Um, because I think if you see, literally, like, I mean, kind of the HBCU, HBCU argument, if you go to a school and everybody around you is black, I feel like that boosts 
your, you know, happiness from a day. Yeah, I mean, on a, yeah, yeah, your confidence, your, your, you know, you just, oh, he looks like me and he's doing X, Y, Z. Like that is one of the reasons why HBCUs exist. And so I think that's a part of it too. We're just, we're combating against other races and also that's hard, that's making us harbor anger towards our own race. Um, well, I would like to say to that though, um, I think that's kind of what Justin was saying about how African people think about black people. It's just like, why are you focused on being angry? Why don't you focus on being better? Mm -hmm. You know, like we complain about, and not not that we don't have things to complain about, not that we didn't have a struggle or that things were not bad, but why continue to focus on that and not move from it and just be better? Mm -hmm. I think is is kind of where their mindset is so much different than ours. Agreed. So what do you do to personally combat the whole crabs in a bucket mentality? Um, I was actually, um, um, I don't know, like I was working out tonight and then I had a conversation with someone I did not know. And I could have literally, I can literally help them out. Um, but my first reaction was like, I'm not helping them out. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I based that, I based that on my first meet with him and I was like, I'm not helping him out. I don't care. I'm just not helping him out. But after having this conversation, obviously I'm thinking differently. Um, so I think what needs to happen is that, you know, we don't necessarily talk about our personal demons, right? We don't talk about the shit that makes us fucked up and, I think it just needs to, I think you need to have conversations about it. I think you need to be open with it. I mean, I have to be open with my thought, even though like I felt, and the thing, when I, when I felt that way, I didn't feel bad about it, mm -hmm. but it's like, he didn't really do anything for me to, he didn't really do anything that would, uh, that would make me have made that decision. Like it was just like, as a simple conversation, Right. but I'm like, I don't know you. It just, I just start thinking of that, mm -hmm. that fuck person, you know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I just need to obviously self-reflect and then just have conversations about it and be quite frank in how I feel. Right. Because I think that's the only way. And, and it this doing it doing it this way will always helps me out in it, every different area. Um, and I actually feel bad for feeling that way. Um, because even in my mind, I'm like, my mind is processing how I can help him. But then I have other thoughts in my mind that's saying, you're not helping him, which is completely fucking crazy but that's my that was my reality and this literally just happened today so i think for right now i think what i can do is just constantly talk about it mm -hmm. and make sure that i am always checking myself mm -hmm. so um i think me checking myself is is probably the number one thing to do right mm -hmm. Like, because I can talk about what other people do, but, you know, it's, like, best that you look in the mirror first and and, and determine what it is that you're going through so yeah. you can move through that. But the other thing for me is um, I think you have to start where you are. And because I'm in Dallas, I had to learn about Dallas. And I really have taken a very big interest in the South Dallas area. Um, I lived in South Dallas for a while and I just, I was working out there 
And I felt like I needed to know about that neighborhood because it is a black neighborhood. That's where Martin Luther King Boulevard is. That's where um, Malcolm X Boulevard is. Lincoln High School, Madison High School. Like, this is where, you know, Juanita Craft Post Office. Like, all of these black people. But the neighborhood is so hurt. So I just had to start. I had to learn about the neighborhood. And... I learned some of the black-owned businesses that are still there that have been there for years. Wow. I go eat there, Smith's Catfish, Elaine's, which is a um, Jamaican restaurant. They're black-owned, and, and they need our patronism. Mm. Patronage. 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 They need that. And um, so I do. I go down there. There's Bontom Farms. Like, everybody goes to, you know, like a... Whole Foods, or you can go to a what is it called Trader Joe's and mm -hmm. get stuff. But you have Bonton Farms right there in South Dallas, where you can get some of those same things. You can get the raw honey. You can get all types of things there. So it's it's really learning about where I'm at and starting to give back to the community where I live in. Right. I was talking to someone um, this past weekend, and I was just telling them that. I have an innate passion to not just like serve other people. So like when I go and I'm doing um, community service, it's not just because I'm like, oh, I need to give back. Mm -hmm. I want to see a change okay. in the community. And so that's where it's like, that's really what my passion is. And so that's how I'm like combating the crabs in the bucket. Cause I'm a, I'm going to give back to where my people are. That's good you mentioned that, like, just really learning about these areas. I never really thought about that. You mm -hmm. know, I go support because it's conveniently where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not very intentional. And where I live now is pretty much, it was once considered that type of area, um, but it's been regentrified mm -hmm. or gentrified. Um, so I like that. You know, just really doing your research where you are right now and seeing how you can contribute. Mm -hmm. Right. I was going to say being intentional about um, about finding black businesses and, and making sure you do go and eat there and buy from there. And, and like for our wedding, I want to make sure that the majority of the vendors we're using are black owned. Mm -hmm. um, and that was something that was important to me. I think um, another part about it, and this is kind of a, a double-edged sword, is living in those areas too like you Correct. were saying i think that part of it is like yeah we want to live somewhere nice so you try to go live in the gentrified area of that particular side of town which isn't a bad thing but i think you know we kind of need to start buying up stuff in the bad sides of town buy back the block buy back the block and so you know there i mean um, ben and i are looking at buying in south dallas and not mm -hmm. in like because we can't afford uh, Bishop Arts area, but like the deep in Oak Cliff because yeah. they need money in that area from other black people. So just being really intentional about where you're looking to invest um, and give back to. So I agree with both of you. Um, and I think another part for me is just pulling other people up. So um, a lot of people, like a lot of people that are in, a lot of black women that are in law school right now have reached out to me like, oh, how do I get to Dallas? You know, do you know of any opportunities? And I do everything I can to put them on. Yeah. I may not be the hiring manager because I'm yeah. not. I'm very low on the totem pole. But I can pass your name. I can send your resume. I can send your resume to somebody that I know, somebody else 
It may not be my particular job. Um, and so I try my best to do what I can to pull somebody else up to at least um, get their foot in the door for an opportunity, even if it's unpaid. Um, I think everybody needs um, a cosign. Can I say yeah. this, though? Like, to the point of helping others, I think people also need to be mindful of, if you're the person that someone is helping, I think there should be a, I don't know if this is probably wrong or rude, rude, and I'm not talking about, like, people who are just in need of things, but, like, just in terms of, like, networking. Um, I think people need to be mindful of how they present themselves because for a person like myself, how you present yourself is to me is like a like it's it's part of how you work your work ethic right mm -hmm. so i think and i know this is probably venturing off topic but i think just in the process of like helping and networking i think with that guy that i was talking about earlier and i kind of wanted to like you know i don't want to make myself look horrible but mm -hmm. i think the way he approached me it just i don't know if it was because i was aggravated i don't know i was working out i wanted to go home i knew that I had to come <laughs> mm -hmm. record but i think like his approach it just wasn't right and not saying that he did anything wrong because he absolutely didn't. I mean, he just approached me the way that he felt the need to approach me, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I just know that when some people ask for help, like in the past, like I've told them, like, hey, this is what you need to do, right? And there were no sense of urgency. And I like I think sense of urgency is like one of the key reasons why I I stop helping people because not only my time is being wasted, but do you really want this? I'm asking, like, I'm asking myself, like, how would this person make me fit? Um, like, I have to consider my represent my reputation. So, like, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm asking all these things. So, how you present yourself is everything. Um, and be mindful of that sense of urgency. You know, like, if someone asks you to do something, like, don't drag your feet. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Because I know whenever, I mean, we've all been in a situation where, like, we've literally fought for our career, right? I mean, I think that's a part of it, though, is that if you're in need of help, be presentable or, you know, present yourself in the way that you're going to when you get in the position that you're trying to get, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can also bring somebody else down, and I think that, like adds to the crabs in the bucket yeah. i'm trying to pull you up and but, you're doing silly stuff and now you're pulling us both down because you're not presenting yourself the way you should or you're right. not moving the way you should and and i'm you know putting my name on the line or my yeah. neck out there for you yeah now you're bringing us both down right so. my only caveat to that is that the whole time i was thinking like maybe they just don't know any better and that's kind of the hardest part about people i mean the the joke is that they don't have no home training maybe they really don't you know, well, then you have they, to be teachable. Yeah. And that's fine Correct. if you don't, Good but job. you have to be teachable. Good job on that. You have to be teachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A lot of people dressed up for the movie, and <laughs> it was basically like cosplay. Um, I dressed up. Ben and I dressed up. Um, But they were criticized for that. What's your take on the cosplay aspect of the movie? Did you feel... Did you dress up one... Did you feel some type of way about other people dressing up? Like, how did y'all feel about that? So I didn't dress up. Here's the thing. You suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch movies like that. That's not, it's not really my type of movie, right? Um, I went to sleep. My friends in college made me go see Spider-Man and I went to sleep in that movie. Like, <laughs> it's just not my type of yeah, thing, right? Your, yeah. So I went to go see the movie um, because they were asleep? black. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't fall asleep, but I just went to go see the movie because they were black. Not that I was excited to see it, or I'm like, oh, you know, it's gonna be 
whatever, whatever. It was just like, all right, let me go get these black people my ten dollars, right? So, you know. So no, I didn't dress up, and but I thought it was fun for everybody else to do it. Like it looks really cute. I saw families that were like all dressed up. They mm-hmm. were either in like full costume or t-shirts or whatever. Um, African gear is a little. You know, I saw somebody dressed like Prince of King I from thought that was, coming I thought to was America. Terrible. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's just like, I think sometimes it's like you're crossing the line of like uh, disrespect because. You think? I mean, like you were saying earlier, like y'all, we don't really know what those, what. The, the symbols are or you mm. know like what they're really supposed to be worn for and so it's just like it's a little bit of like it's a fine line mm. and so but I mean it was fun I saw all the pictures and I thought it was cute so so I, I did not dress up I wanted to but I'm I was surprised like, you did it I know yeah, I I'm wanted to dress surprised. up um, well I I think what I had I just couldn't fit honestly you know <laughs> when you gain weight that's that's the type of shit that happens <laughs> Um, and actually, go. like getting like African garments made, they're really expensive. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't see a problem with um, people wearing, you know, African attire. I think, in fact, we rarely have those moments where we can connect with our country openly. And I think this was just like, and to, I mean, I know you mentioned something about earlier, like you know, people thought it was like a sign of disrespect. I just think that those people were like burned, or you know, it's a matter of them like having to go through a situation and they didn't like the shit. And mm. you know they were they got the short end of the stick, and just now it's just like okay, so now you want to do it. It's just like you know how mm-hmm. you you glow up on somebody, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, I think all of our ancestors, I think the older Africans, um, I thought there was a proud moment. Like we were representing our our continent, you know, absolutely. We were literally representing our continent and throwing it in these white folks' face, and they could not say anything. Oh, no, they because said they fully. So much. I don't even understand why, because when Harry Potter comes out, Ciao, Star Wars, all of that, and um, but overall, I think it was beautiful. I, I can't wait until the next uh, the sequel come out, and we all gonna do this shit all over again. again. Um, I what in terms of like the coming to America costumes, I think that's just like you know, you know, African Americans bringing their their element too, because right. coming to America culture. is a part of black culture. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a beautiful thing. Like I love seeing like African guys, I mean African American guys and women like just putting on their dashikis, representing, and it's a true fashion. Like it's it's meaningful. Like you know, to us, we go to church and dress up. The others don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like that has been that is a part of Uh, that is a part of our culture. You understand what I'm saying? Like so, you're right. They do put on their garments for within celebration. And it was a celebration. Like we literally had a movie that was a black hero, all blackness in it. There were no colorism issues. I mean, it was like the fucking target. They hit the fucking target yeah. times they ten. So you know what? Yeah. Put that shit on. And if anybody have a problem with it, please go see a counselor because you should <laughs> not have any problems. I was here for it all, from the babies to the old folks. To the people that had on full costumes, I was here for. I wish I could have done more. I was unprepared. Yeah. I was unprepared. I was gonna order a beret. I, first oh, of all, gosh. I'm gonna go see it multiple times. I'm going to see it this yeah, week. I'm gonna go yeah, see it yeah. again. When yeah. I go see it again, and it might not be this week, 
But I'm going to order me a beret because I'm going to go with. So That's the first time I was black right, so the first time I was, you know, me and Ben and I were Africans. We 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 had our African roots. This time we gonna be niggas. <laughs> we gonna have all black on. So yeah, it's I, I'm here for literally all of the dress up, all of it. And I think that people who criticize it are stupid. Like they're it's just stupid. that simple. Yeah, they're yeah. Just I mean, I was there for it. I love the pictures. I'm also. I think I just realized this. I'm also not a dress up person. Like, you don't dress up for Halloween? No. Oh, yeah. Ever. Never have I ever. That's you, fair. Really? You never dressed up? You missing well, first out, of child. All, we did not celebrate that pagan holiday. Oh, yeah. Home you just had a whole bunch of candy. You just had a whole bunch of candy. We went to the, the fall festival at, at the church, church house. But then, Come as, on, fall and festival. Then we, <laughs> I love it because you're still kind of celebrating something around right. the time. Because <laughs> they don't want the kids to feel left out. But then when I just got older, it was like, I mean, what am I doing this for? At that point. So, no, I've never dressed up. I love I always fantasized up. as a kid. Like, my imagination was through the roof. So, I, every opportunity I can. You will. I try to, like, dress up. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. I love dressing up. Okay, last thing. And it's kind of going back to something we've already touched on about black women. Because black women played a major role in the movie. And were very strong. Do you feel like this is an accurate representation of black women in America? And what can black men do to put black women on more of a pedestal. I mean, I think it's it's to appreciate us more. Like really understand that I mean, in that movie, and again, Lupita being my favorite character in the movie, she was fully there for T'Challa's family when they thought he died. And she was loyal to him because she loved him. And I think that black men need to understand how much we love them mm -hmm. and start to really appreciate who we are in their lives. Your moms, your aunts, your grandmothers, your sisters, um, those that you date, like realize the queens that we are and appreciate us for how we will stand by your side through things. Um, I think what black men need to do we have our queens. I think we need to become kings. We're not kings. Mm, no. We're not kings. And we need to become that. And becoming that will give all of our queens everything that they need, mm -hmm. honestly and truly. And I think outside of that, I mean, that's all we really have to do. And whatever that is for you, um, I think respect comes into that, you know, manning up as a king for your culture. Like, I feel like I felt like a king leaving that. You know, as mm -hmm. much as the powerful representation from women was there, it was so prevalent, right? I felt like a king leaving that. Like, I felt like I can go around my own country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. yeah. um, and I think it's just as simple as that. I think, I think you know, African-American men really need to... Michelle Obama, like, made a quote by saying, like, black women need to stop babying their black boys. Mm. They need to stop babying them. And true story. Like that when I read that, I'm like, you're right. Cause what do what do mama say? Oh, my baby. And when she's talking about her baby, she's talking about her son. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? And I just feel that overall, I feel like once we become one black man become has that king mentality, I think we'll be great. Well, this was an amazing comment. What do you feel? Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, mm -hmm. my bad. <laughs> Not had, I no, I'm just <laughs> um, no, I actually feel like it was an accurate representation of black women because I think a part of it happened where the black man, he, it's almost like he forgot. 
that black women were all powerful when he started trying to like fight everybody. The the uh, Michonne's old man, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. The betrayer guy, right? Um, the Judas. It's like he for yeah. It's like he forgot, and then once he was like, oh. Yeah, let me just go on and stand down. I feel like that is a true representation of where black women are in America. Black men don't understand our power. And once they do, they will respect us. And I think that it's it's a part of what Justin said with, with being a king themselves. Um, it is a part of just really just a recognition of what we bring to the table and the fact that if you treat us right, we're going to hold you down. Absolutely. But I'm not like, and I want to, this is kind of off topic, but I don't like that whole meme that like, you know, all the people that have husbands is because they held people down during, you know, cheating and other dad, other babies. and all that. Listen, I'm not holding you down through that. I'm going to hold you down if you are really a king to me. And that's one thing that I think black men need to realize too. You can't expect a black woman to hold you down and you want some foolishness. Right. That's, That's fair. That's I want to add this just real quick. I think black men also need to realize our beauty because it was nothing but beauty in that movie. Correct. Like those women were fully covered in every scene and mm-hmm. they still like gave you sexy. They still gave you beauty. They still gave you everything you needed in that movie. And they need to realize that foreign, those are foreign women. They were they were African women, so they were foreign too. So not Brazil is not just the only foreign country, and neither is <laughs> uh, Mexico and you know all those other places y'all be talking about. I want a foreign woman anyway. So I think black women can also continue to lift us up, continue to like not put up with our bullshit. I think that positive reinforcement collectively would do great. You know, not saying that y'all have to do it, but because of the damage that America has done to African American men, mm-hmm. you know we don't realize our own kings like y'all i feel like y'all really wake up in the morning and y'all walk like y'all put y'all crown on and y'all go out the door and y'all bust heads all the time i love the phrase bust heads <laughs> i do Bitch. i don't know why <laughs> but i really i really like it anyway so continue to support our culture yeah. all right so that was a good conversation. It really was. I think even though it was a spoiler, I really feel that, you know, our listeners can appreciate it if they if they saw it. Okay, so tonight's um millennial moment real quick is someone that met a guy online. She says that when she met him, he let her know that he was married, but he's in an open relationship with his wife and his wife is fully okay with him dating people. Um, the wife also did not want to have kids, so he was free range to do whatever he wanted to, to whoever he wanted to. She's now in love and the wife is pregnant. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) the one wife that says she didn't want no kids is pregnant and she wants to know what she's supposed to do. She doesn't want to let him go, but obviously he's not in the same space that he was in when they first started. You got to give him some names. I think... Okay, so her name is going to be... Becky. (laughs) Why she got to be Becky? Can the guy's name be Jedediah? I don't know why that's in my head. Jedediah. Okay. That's fine. And the girl's name can be... Carnesha. I know a Carnesha. Me too. She have a big booty. (laughs) What? Oh, for real? She's short with a big big booty. booty. I ain't never heard that name before. Carnesha? Like Cornish? Carnesha. 
Hers is Cornisha. Oh, like Cornish hen. <laughs> Y'all are great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Cornisha and Jedediah. met Jedediah online, <laughs> and now his wife is pregnant and she's in love. So here's the thing. Oh, they've been they've been dating for a year. So here's the thing that she can hope for. Mm-hmm. They're in a hope. They're in an open relationship. That baby can be for anybody. Oh, that's a good point. So wow. I think she point. needs to bounce on that dick and <laughs> get, and get pregnant. Huh? Yeah. You think she should get Cornisha. pregnant? No, Becky, because Becky's in love. Oh, I thought Cornisha was the girl that was in love. Becky is the wife. Cornisha's the wife. Yeah, I'm a I'm like Becky with the good hair, like with Beyonce, side chick. Oh, okay, okay, you know? okay. Oh, okay, so Cornisha is the wife. Yeah, Cornisha could be fucking somebody else, and the baby could be for someone else. They just need to chill on it. Becky just need to continue their relationship. Once they find out, like, do a DNA test. Um, she's probably going to continue to mess with him, so it really won't matter because she's mm-hmm. in love because that's what people do. They act real crazy whenever they're in love. I just don't think I would have, if I was Becky, got into a situation she's with a married She's asking for our advice. I know. Not what you would do. That's a good point. So now that she's here, you know, I think she should leave it alone because I feel like she's like... She's gonna end up in like a mess. Well, she she's already in a mess. She is, but if she ends it before she gets pregnant, like I don't think she should get pregnant by the guy. That's gonna be two babies in the mix. That is so, like that but is she so was drama. Com- she was like, she was completely okay with him having a wife and him living with his wife. So I'm assuming that Becky lives a like a lifestyle. Maybe she travels. Like maybe she's just on the go. She's real busy, and she need like a little bit of communication and connection. And some D. So I feel like she can be okay. Like that house was already made. Like that house did not make after you met him. That house was already made. The baby was gonna come. She could have assumed that the baby was already there. So I just can't support it. Becky, you're gonna stay regardless of what we tell you. So I can't support you, boo. I can't. I just feel like I mean, why can't you support her if she wants to be there? Just get back online and find somebody else. To <laughs> okay, talk to. it's more people online. Like but she's in love, though. She's in love, and like Tina Turner said, "What's, what's love, love got, got to do with it?" it? It's I the mean, D that makes people <laughs> the stupid. The D makes her stupid. Yeah. It ain't the love. No, so sorry, find so, another D. I can't support it off the strength of marriage alone. Listen, I they are. It. This has nothing to do with your your traditional. Thought process of marriage. The wife and the husband were completely okay with having an I open relationship. And I'm just dead on it. The husband is probably like, well, "What's the problem? I mean, why do you feel away?" Yeah, we have an open relationship. That baby can be for anybody. Literally. <laughs> That's a good point. I really didn't think about that. I didn't think about. I that didn't either. think about that at all. Listen, Carnesia yeah. could have been bouncing on the postman, dangling, bro. <laughs> the postman. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, Mister Postman. <laughs> bounce on that um i think you should continue the relationship to see like who the child is for obviously he's not leaving they're in an open relationship he have like tax breaks i mean he has someone helping him pay the bills like that nigga is not leaving especially because his wife said that she's okay with it so i don't know what you want him to do other than remain in the situation that he's in and you be okay with that so i guess you'd have to ask yourself are you okay with being a step baby mama (laughs) <laughs> to assist the wife. No. Are you okay with being a sister wife? Because that's exactly what she would be. 
you will legitimately be a sister wife. But I mean, you know, niggas out here thriving. Women and men. I say she just get back on. Girl, she in love. Blackpeoplemeet.com. Oh, she Becky. She Becky. Well, uh, she probably Christian was on there too. Mingo. She say online. They probably met on Plenty of Fish, an app. Ain't that online? It is, but it's an app. POF. They love to say POF. Well, Tinder. That's, yeah, yeah the, Plenty of Fish. What's, I'm sorry. Christian Mingo, Black People Meet. I look at it as online dating. I know it's online. Oh, okay. But like. Well, they got fish, apps too. Ten, I know they do, but I'm just saying in my mind, that's just how I look at it. Because you got to go to www.blackpeoplemeet.com. Right, you know, black people got a black people meet got an app too. I yeah. know. But... <laughs> All them so, got listen, apps. Everything got so, an app now. Yeah, I just think when people like say, Target "Oh, I met, I met this person on an app." Target got a day now. <laughs> they do. They should. No, I, I go to Target all the saying, time. You shall give Targets all their money. Girl. All my money. I'm surprised you don't have a Target credit card. Well, Becky. Good luck. Please write us back and tell us what you're going to do. And, and all the rest of y'all that we've been talking to for these this year. I want y'all to write back and give us updates. It's some funny stuff that is happening. I need updates. I'm sure some of y'all is pregnant now. Some folks that passed away. <laughs> Jesus. People that got promotions oh, moved across God. the country. I need to know. Hey, Becky, let us know what happened. <laughs> Word of the mother effing day. Oh, Can we charge them $5? Everyone has to send us $5 on our Million Love Cash app so Cardi can give you the word of the day. Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it send right now. Send it now. Okay, Cardi, they submitted their five bucks. The word of the day is a dust. Ooh. A D U S T. Can you say it again? A dust. Can you definition, spell it again? A D U S T. Ooh. The definition is scorched or burned. It is a dust. Use it in a sentence, Justin. After slaving over the stove, making my gumbo, as soon as I turned off the burner, I realized my mom adust the rice. <laughs> <laughs> It's an adjective, oh. not a verb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can we cut this shit out? <laughs> no, I love it. No, we're not cutting it out. Keep it in. Okay, so. Adjective. A dust. As a kid, we used to walk outside. Usually you fell through disclosing information cards. Your fault. <laughs> sorry. You usually do say that. I do. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't today. I'm sorry. Um. I think I'm about to use it the same way. That's all right. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go, Cara. What? I gotta go. You didn't go yet. Nah, nigga, okay. you go. You for messing go? up. For fucking up. Okay. Um, when I was little, my mama used to hot comb my hair and my edges would be a dust. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That is yeah, funny. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. Listen, listen. They would be, you know, you can hear it. It's like they would scorch <laughs> off. It'd be, and it'd be brown. Yeah. Yeah. Fully yeah. taking your edges out. Oh, done. Why Trying to get they, it so straight. Okay. So as a kid, we used to run outside during the summertime with no shoes on and the bottom of our feet would be a dust. <laughs> Running. So let me just finish my sentence. And I don't wait. And the rice was a dust? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck Use you. A dust. <laughs> Shit. Fuck you. Use a dust. 
in your everyday uh, conversations this week. And if you want to tweet us <laughs> the funniest sentence you used a dust in, please do at on Twitter at Millennial Love. Be sure to follow us again on all social media platforms at Millennial Love. That's two L's, two N's, L-O-V-3. And live tweet us while you're listening to the show by hashtagging MO3 while you listen. We love y'all. Love y'all. Bye.